NNF After Dark is brought to you by Sandpiper Vacations. For all of your vacation planning needs, visit www.sandpipervacations.com. Tell them that the No New Friends podcast sent you. to NNF After Dark. Chris is going to take you through the highlights of the previous episode and maybe even say some bad words, plus celebrity interviews, and much, much more. And now, here he is, the scumbag reselling hoarder himself, Chris Yob! Welcome back to another weekly installment. Like I said, weekly installment there, Scott. I'm pretty proud of the uh, weekly installment. Yeah, really, it's a big word. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, pretty, pretty sophisticated way to start off a podcast. Let me start over. Welcome <laughs> to another weekly installment of No New Friends After Dark. I'm one of your hosts, Chris, because I'm, I'm, I'm going to say I'm one of your hosts. Please don't. Scott loves it when I say It I'm drives me nuts. Please don't do that. I'm one of your journeys through this journey of <laughs> One of your guides through life. this journey of life. Uh, I'm one of these guides to the journey of life. We are the podcast that digs through the many layers of the parfait of life. When we're done digging through that parfait of life, we lick that yogurt off our lips. We swallow the granola. Wow, when Nick hears this episode, uh, I know. I, I pause for for dramatic effect, uh, effect so that when Nick sees this, I know he's going to have to contain himself. <laughs> uh, now, look, you're you're hearing my voice, you're hearing Scott's voice. Unfortunately, Nick is no longer with us this week. He will be back next week. <laughs> just this week, he's he's just just this week. Yeah, he's uh he's he's out of town. He's uh well, he's yeah, he's yeah. in my town, so he's not out of town. Yeah, he's yeah, just it's true. Out of his town. I thought he died because uh, Scott texted me, said Nick is dead to me. And I said, what do you mean dead to you? Yeah, because he missed, he's missing the podcast and he's <laughs> dead to me. Oh, man, that's a little dramatic. But yeah, so Nick will be back next week, God willing. Um, I, I was going to say we'll let you know if he doesn't make it back on the on the plane. But like you, you'll like if you watch the news, you'll hear. Wow. You don't have to say anything. Holy crap. Seriously. Seriously. I never understood that whole like, oh, text me when you land. Like, you'd know. You'd know. <laughs> Yeah, but right. okay. Uh, but I'm one of those people, text me when you land, text me when you get to where you're going and all that, because it may be hours before it hits the news. And, you know, just like September 11th, you know, we all knew that the towers had fallen, but to get that text, hey, I'm okay, I'm out, uh, was probably... Yeah, a little different terrorist attack uh, versus a routine flight, Scott. A little different. <laughs> well, wait, you, uh, but, but your point is, if a routine flight does not make it to its destination, uh, yeah, everybody's like going to know. Uh, yeah, but exactly. some people so do survive plane crashes. That is true. That is true. So, I guess what we should say is, if you crash... And you're okay, text me. <laughs> That's a more logical way to put it. Yeah, okay. Anyway, uh, segueing from that to what we're talking yeah, about this not week. Not the direction that we were going to go, but here we are. Perfect, perfect, perfect segue. Well, actually, it's not the direction you'd go in a plane crash either, <laughs> Scott. So there's a segue. There's a segue. 
And, but now, but now, no, I can't even joke about that because you you brought up 9-11 for some reason. And now people are going to think I'm joking about 9-11. <laughs> yeah. How insensitive. You know, I've got a good idea. You know, when we're talking about text, text when you land or text, you know, um, yeah. how about if you wreck your car, send a picture without context. That's always a good idea. Yeah, I got one of those ones. Uh, <laughs> funny to say that I didn't get that. That was the weirdest thing to ever wake up to, and I we I think we did talk about that on the on, on the podcast. Is that um, Ryan from Jersey Man versus Florida Man? Um, I texted him the day before. Hey, have a safe trip. He was uh, going to Florida, the driving to Florida the next day, and I wake up to no context, but just a picture of his wrecked vehicle and three thousand like, uh, text messages. Yeah, yeah, it was. Um, that was bizarre. That was bizarre. Uh, didn't make the news, so I guess you do have. If you if you live in the sticks, you do have a text. I don't say it because it will not make the news. Uh, um. Anyway, uh, I really wanted to talk about something tonight that isn't really a topic. It's more of just a conversation that the two of us are going to have. I know that this is uh this. I don't want to say topic. It's not really a topic, but this subject uh, means a lot to you. It means a lot to me, but in very, very different ways. And you brought this up to me um, today. And the other day I heard you talking about it too. I thought it was a great idea, especially because of what's been going on in my life, what's been going on in your life for uh, years with, uh, with other people. And uh, we're going to have a, a conversation really just between you and I about anxiety. And uh, cause I, I am a uh, dealer with, of, anxiety and an anxiety card holder what do i say yeah i mean you're someone I who lives with anxiety, anxiety suffers from anxiety yes yes um and then and uh, then borderline depression i mean yeah yeah i mean because it, it they you want it's a, it's a tight line between anxiety and depression it can go if you teeter too much to one side it it, it, it definitely tips over to that that spectrum um, and then you don't know what anxiety or depression is for the most part uh, no in in you know I know what it is. I know it exists, but I don't yes. understand it. And I will, and I will probably never understand it. I respect it. And I know that it's a real thing that people go through, mm. but I don't know what that's, I don't know what it's like. And, you know, if, if I could take lead on this conversation for a minute, of course I get depressed about things, but it's a quick snapback. Right. I get anxious about things. But it's a quit. It's not a crippling type thing. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. like for a brief moment, maybe I can understand it. But it's it's what I wh where I have a hard time understanding is okay. So peeling back the curtain, if you don't mind, mm -hmm. I get a text sure. from you uh, earlier in the week. Yeah. I may have to take time away from the podcast. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I tripped over my dog, re-ruptured the Achilles, not in a good place. Mm -hmm. So immediately, immediately my, my heart sank for you because I know, yeah. I know what that does to you, but then it, it, it spawned a lot of, of confusion, not confusion because I get it. I get what stuff like that can do to you, but I don't understand it. How having never gone through that firsthand. Mm -hmm. You know, if something bad happens to me, yeah, I'm a wreck for 24 hours. But then the next day I'm like, okay, this is my new normal. And right, how do I, right. how do I move forward with that? And missing, and this is going to sound terrible and, I, and I'm going to, we'll circle back around to this in the no, main point fine, of the, yeah. the conversation, but missing an episode of a pot, like this is what I look forward to 
every single week. This is the mm-hmm. highlight of my week is right. is getting together with you guys, getting together with mm-hmm. our Patreon members, doing this podcast. So I cannot fathom a reason to to miss an episode for me to miss an mm-hmm. episode unless it's right. I'm out of date, like unless it's physically impossible for me to record. So that aside, I don't the the the, the things that I have trouble understanding is one how any situation can take someone to, to, to that place. Okay. Right, right. But again, I say it all the time. I understand that I will never understand. And that's, and that's okay. As long as I respect that other people go through this and it's not my place to judge. It's not my place to say, well, this is what you should do, or this is how you should handle this because I, I don't know. Right. Sure. What I really struggled with and and what I had a really, really difficult time with this week, obviously losing you for any amount of time for, for just the podcast alone, you know, mm-hmm. obviously your health, your mental health is the most important thing to me. And that's why I texted you immediately. Take as much time as you need. Yeah, and, and I don't typically, you know, if someone misses an episode, I usually uh, leave some space between when I respond. Yes. yes yeah. But I get it. So it's take as much time as you need. But inside it was, it was devastating to me. It was a very, very sure, difficult. Right. That's as close as I can get to a, de- to a depression, if you will. Right. Where it's like, oh my God, what am I going to do? Because yeah, obviously yeah, this podcast definitely. is very important to me, but okay. Right. So, um, I, so I don't understand how anybody can get to that level where it's like, okay, now I can't function through my normal routines because I'm, I'm this upset or I'm this, I'm this in a dark place. And that's just something I'm never going to understand. But even worse, I didn't know how to act. You know, it's like, Mm. it's like when you have, uh, you know, uh, someone loses their parent or loses their spouse or lose, it's almost an avoidance where I don't, I don't talk to them because I don't, I don't know what to say. I don't know how to act. And it was the same thing. It's how do I, how do I be there for you as a friend without making it seem like I'm just checking on you to see if you're going to be here on Wednesday? Because that was never my intention. No, checking in with you every single morning was, it was never my intention to, I was expecting you to be out for at least a month, Mm -hmm. but also on the flip side, I was like, okay, this is a really bad day. I think as the days progress, I think maybe he'll come out of a little bit, but then again, that's my, Mm -hmm. my ignorance of not knowing of not living in your shoes or right. your air boot. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. you know, I don't, <laughs> you know, I, I, I don't know. Um, but, it, but I guess it's, it's, and I, and I honestly, I almost reached out to Emily, um, because I was going to ask her, Hey, I don't know. I don't know what to say right now. And I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know if me texting him every morning is just a constant reminder. Like, Hey, I, I'm in this fucked up situation. Mm-hmm. Or if he's appreciative, I don't know. And everybody's different. So like you can answer one way. Yeah, right. Sure. And, but that's not a blanket statement for everybody who suffers from mental health illnesses. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I, I don't know. I kind of take it away. Kind of take me through your stuff this week. Well, first of all, you sell yourself short by saying you don't know what to say or what to do because you texted me in the morning saying, Hey, checking in. How are, how are you doing? Um, other people there, there's been, uh, I hate to call them Patreon members because they're, they're friends of mine, but, um, m- members of our community reaching out to us, uh, Ryan, um, I, I'm going to forget a bunch of names, but like people just text me like, Hey, good luck today. Thinking about you sending good vibes your way. Um, 
uh, all that helped. All that helped for sure. Just knowing that people are concerned about my well-being, it reminds you of how important your own life is, if that makes sense. Um, and taking it back to the very beginning, just when it happened, I was uh, devastated. Because you say you can't understand how uh, you know you have a bad day or something bad happens. You wake up, you're like, oh, this is the new normal, right? Well, <clears throat> I was uh, I had I was having my best day uh, recovery wise, and then to go from weeks and weeks of suffering, the surgery, laying on a couch for two weeks with my leg elevated, not being able to leave unless I have to go to the bathroom to leave to go to the bathroom. 24 hours a day um, on so many different painkillers and antibiotics and this and that, having to remember to take all these things, going from that to then finally being able to be a little mobile on the knee scooter and the crutches um, and then getting into a walking boot, it, it being an excruciating pain. And when I first get the walking boot, which was super discouraging and every day it got a little better. That Saturday was the best day I felt. And then for me to feel like, oh my gosh, I just ruined everything in an instant. I have to, I, I'm back to square one. All the progress I made was taken from me. And not only that, but uh, like I had mentioned on the podcast, my best friend, who was the best, my, the best man at my wedding, he is like a brother to me. His wedding was within 10 days uh, when we were recording this. And I thought I was going to have to miss that because I thought I was going to have to have emergency surgery to get this fixed. I mean, following a surgically repaired anything it just makes my blood run cold. And I did that. Um, and it was scary having my, some of my incision come back open. It was, just, it was like, it was devastating. I was gutted. And so I texted you cause I, I didn't know how I'd um, do anything. I don't know how I'd, how I was going to smile or be happy or laugh knowing that I was gonna have to go through all that again. And, um, <clears throat> and then like, like I said, missing my friend's wedding was, um, the worst thing ever like missing that huge life event was devastating to me and um that's why i texted you and said i'm gonna have to take some time off because i just did not know how i was going to come on and 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 uh pretend to be happy because mm -hmm. uh I, I just i wasn't i wasn't happy and you know me more than anyone else i love the joke about dark things i love the joke about but this this was just too much for me and um I told Emily, I said, I, I, I texted Scott, I want to, um, I want to, uh, want to take some time away from the podcast. Cause I, I just, I'm in a really bad place right now. And, um, she told me that was a bad idea. And she said that the podcast helps you. And she actually opened up to me and said, she texted you privately, mm -hmm. um, thanking you. I think this was when I was going through my recovery. Yes. Um, saying like, thank you for being there and thank you for, you know, basically just you know giving me this opportunity to make people laugh and to really cheer myself up on a weekly basis if i'm having a bad week even when i don't want to do this podcast because i just i just don't want to do anything i just want to go to bed i come on i do it and i go to bed ex happy yeah I, mental health or not there's nights that i don't want to do it for whatever reason and and sure yeah so it's not a uh i understand that um you mentioned that cause I'm trying to touch on all the bases that you, that I know I threw about. a lot at you. Uh, yeah. So remind me if I'm, I'm a terrible co-host. <laughs> you say you feel depressed and you feel anxious about things, but that's totally different than depression and anxiety. I agree. That I makes agree. Sense. Yeah. yeah. Like, uh, you might, 
I don't know. What's something you're afraid of? Uh, Heights? But, uh, like, like our numbers bottoming out to zero. Okay, perfect. So take that feeling. And when you're looking at numbers, when you're thinking about it, and then imagine you having that feeling 24-7. And sometimes with no explanation. Sometimes you just wake up and like, why do I feel this way? Mm-hmm. And, and you just feel that way for no reason. Imagine you losing a loved one or some, something, a pet, a relative, and that sadness that you feel and the feeling like, oh my gosh, I just want to sleep. But imagine that 24-7 for no reason sometimes. So and that's depression. Okay. So when you, when, when you or, or anybody, well, we can only talk about you because everybody's, yeah, everybody's story right. is different. So are you not able to look at other things, you know, in your mind? So if I get upset or depressed about something that mm. I'm going to be depressed about for a while, for whatever reason. Yeah. Yeah. I can always look at, but I have this or, but this, or, but like, I can always find, and, and I'm a, and I'm a, an extremely optimistic person. So mm. this is not yeah. speaking for everybody, but I can always look at, well, I have this. And yeah, so, and I think that's that for someone who doesn't suffer from mental health il- illnesses, that is one of the hardest things to understand is when you see mm-hmm. someone, a celebrity or someone who's extremely attractive, has a great family right. and like, I don't understand you're gorgeous. Everybody loves you. You've got this, you've got this, you've got this, you've got this. How could you be feeling this? That's yeah, something yeah. before I understood mental health. And I, again, as, before I understood mental health, the way that I do now, Right. That was my first question is I don't understand. Yeah, no, absolutely. Now I can't speak on, uh, I can't really speak on depression as much as I can anxiety. Cause I don't, I, I've never been depressed for a very long period of time. There's one time in my life that I was ever depressed for a long period of time, but it was really not depression centered. It was anxiety centered and the anxiety uh, caused my depression. Mm-hmm. Because of the constant state of of anxiousness, so I'm I'm an optimist. I, I I look at the glass half full, but when your anxiety takes over, yet yeah, you can't. It's you have an inability to be able to um, distract yourself from anything. Uh, anxiety uh, is just like this pit in your stomach. It's kind of like if you have a headache or you have a stomach ache. You can try to distract yourself all you want from that headache or stomachache, but it's still there. Right. Unless you take medicine for it or unless you, that's a great way. That's a great analogy. And that's a great analogy for people who don't suffer from mental health illnesses to yeah. kind of understand because, you know, Ryan and Chad just said, it's way easy to just be like, snap out of it. And like, I can snap out of it for the most part for yep. certain things. Um, yeah, yeah. But not everybody can. But that's that's super because mental health is just as important and just as real as physical health. Well, what people need to realize is that mental, uh, like uh, mental disorders, like anxiety, depression, are mental disorders. Are mental disorders? They're diseases. Like they are. It's not something that uh, my my brain does not produce the amount of serotonin that it should produce and that's what leads to my anxiety so the medicine that i'm on regulates that and makes me produce produce more serotonin i i 
need the medicine to feel normal. Just like if somebody with cancer needed chemotherapy mm-hmm. or if somebody with diabetes needs insulin, like it's, 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 it's a disease. It's a disorder. Well, and it's I had something a, that like you can't help. Yeah. I had a therapist once say, if you go to an eye doctor and they say you need glasses, you get glasses. So I'm a therapist. Yes. I'm saying you need to be on medication. It's the, it's the same thing. There's no way around it around. Cause okay. Say you go to an eye doctor and they tell you you need glasses and you say, oh, no, I'm not going to. Then you start squinting to see things and you get a headache. Then that, that you not getting the glasses and you trying to do something else is now causing another issue. So like with anxiety, that's exactly what happens with me. I, I, I you know, my anxiety wasn't treated for so long. So what did it lead to? It led to depression. Mm-hmm. It led to um, stomach issues. It led to acid reflux, like stuff that I didn't even realize it was causing all these years. I was on Prilosec in, in high school. <sighs> Because mm. of acid reflux, and I just thought it was acid reflux. I thought it—I I didn't know it was. Uh, I thought it was my diet. It was anxiety. I don't have acid reflux anymore. Well, that's because I also drink a bottle of Pepto. It, <laughs> but but seriously, like it was my anxiety causing that the whole time. So, and, and you say like you look at people like, oh, they have this, they have that. How could they be upset? Um, it's a good point. Like you know, you're you're you have all the money in the world. You have all the you know the beauty in the world. But in my condition especially that i'm in right now with my with my injury uh i could have all the money in the world i could have all the material possessions of the world but i can't walk right and taking me walk like taking walking away from me was devastating i am all, uh, driving I, I it's my right foot i can't drive right. i need to depend on somebody uh emily is a teacher she went back to work so now that was the other thing i get hurt Emily was off in the summer. She was here all the time. No one, like I, 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 I can, my, my mom will be over, my, my sister will be over, but I hate, I, I, I said this all the time. I said, I, I would apologize and they'd get mad at me, but I said, I'm sorry. I, I feel like a burden to you guys. And that feeling too sucked. And they don't feel that way, but I feel that way. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and talking about what happened with, with, with the other, the other day, like, I was like, do you want to talk about it? I said, no, I don't want to talk about it. This is my reality. And I don't want to just, I don't want to continue to talk about it. I want to watch this show we're watching. I want to eat dinner. I, I don't want to talk about I just, me re-rupturing my tendon and me being depressed because it's not going to fix anything. Mm-hmm. So talking about things don't even work. So that's why I'm saying like you sell yourself short with, oh, I don't know if, um, you know, me checking on you every morning, it was, it was good. That was perfect for me. Just knowing that somebody cared and someone was reaching out helped. It was nice. It was, I even said to my mom this morning on the way to the appointment. Such and such reached out. This person reached out. That person reached out. Every single text message, I um, it it it, it helped my day for sure. And um, it, it's a it's a crazy thing. Uh, depression, anxiety. It's a crazy, crazy thing. And that's why I try to speak about it because I I do understand it to an extent because I know there's people suffering worse than me. But since I do understand it, I I, I like like my sister suffers from anxiety. And whenever she has like a panic attack or something, I'm the first person she calls because I can tell you, Hey, I know you feel like you're dying right now. I know you, you have the shortness of breath. You're shaking. And I I said, and, and you're going to feel like shit for the next half hour, 45 minutes, but you worrying about how you feel right now is going to prolong that. So if you stop worrying about that and just tell yourself, this is normal you will get, you will feel better quicker. And that's, mm-hmm. that's my whole thing is, is when I had really bad bouts of anxiety, that the one thing I was able to, um, uh, make me feel a little bit better was doing my research and just realizing this is normal. Like I'm, no one's ever died from a panic attack. That's what my, one, my, my, my friend told me when I had a panic attack at his house one time, 
that no one's ever died for a panic attack. And that helped me a lot because you need these facts. Yeah. A, a lot of anxiety is overthinking. Did I text you or somebody else? You, uh, you survive a hundred percent of your bad days. Was that you that I texted I don't know that? If it was, I'm not sure if it was me or okay. not. I'm not sure. Maybe I texted it and then I erased it. I don't know. But that, that's a, that's a, that's a good point. And my, uh, another one of my friends were saying that like, like this is horrible. You can't sugarcoat this. Like this is terrible, but you will come out from this and you'll come out better from it. And hearing that, it's like, I, I try to, I try to tell myself that, but it's like, I was saying to Emily, cause Emily was like, oh, you, you know, you can, you can look forward to it. It's only going to push you a month back and this and that, and you will be better. And it's like, all I feel like I can look forward to now is just suffering. Like I, that's all I have to look forward to now is just suffering mentally because i'm missing my friend's wedding physically because i have to get surgery again it's it just and it just laying it laying in one spot is so mentally tolling mm -hmm. it's like covid but you can't leave your right, couch right it was like the lockdown where everyone was depressed because they couldn't leave their house but i can't leave my couch because mm -hmm. i could you know re-rupture my achilles tendon <laughs> yeah you know it's so um for me I, I'm, I'm, I, because I, I always try to put myself in, in other people's shoes. And, and, and again, mm -hmm. when, when we're talking about mental health, that like I can only go, I can only maybe put the right shoe on. Like I can't put both shoes on because I just don't, right, right. I don't fully understand that, sure, that disconnect or the, or the imbalance or, or whatever it is. So, like for me, it's like, okay, I had a setback. I said, but, but for me, it's like, okay, I'm going to get through it. And then it's going to be yeah, better at the end. Yeah. So I can see that light at the end of the tunnel. I can see where I, I can see tomorrow. I can see the future. And, uh, and I guess that's, a, that's a big difference. Yeah. Because any situation that I'm in, it's, it's to me, it's always, this is just temporary. This is just a small chunk of my life that at some point I'm going to be able to go back and look and laugh at, or I'm going to be able to, you know, learn from it, whatever, but I, 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 it's a small chunk, but I can see that it's only a small chunk right now. Yeah. And I think that yeah. that's a huge difference. Big picture. Uh, I, I think it's easy to look at and think, yeah, it's a small chunk of my, that's a, that's the same words Emily uses. This is very small chunk of your life and things will get better. Da, 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 da. But, um, Put yourself in my shoes for a second. Imagine one day with the schedule that you have, Scott, mm -hmm. needing to go to work and maybe going to the mall, maybe going to your 7-Eleven every day. Imagine now you just broke your right ankle and you're in a cast and you need surgery on it. And you're on the couch for two weeks. You have to take off of work. You can't, you're, you're helpless. Uh, now people have to come over and help you because you can't even move. Then after, after those, those two weeks are done where you can't move, you still can't really do anything because you can't leave your house. You, you can't drive. You can't walk. You can no longer walk. Mm -hmm. And then after weeks of suffering from all that, you get a little walking boot, you get a little bit of that freedom back, right? You get that taste of freedom again. It's the best feeling in the world. A week and a half goes by and then that freedom's taken from you again. It's just like, the roller coaster of emotions. I mean, it, it, it's crazy not being able to walk. Mm -hmm. Like it is crazy having to use crutches or a freaking knee scooter. I, I I didn't talk about this on the podcast. I bought a peg leg today. I bought I bought this thing that's like a crutch that goes on your knee because I know I'll be in this cast for three weeks. 
thinking maybe I could just walk around the house a little bit, simulate walking. Right. But I have not used my like my calf muscle for 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 weeks, months. Oh, it's gonna be it's gonna be going on months, and it's horrible. Yeah. The freedom of just being able to leave my house and go to Target by my own. I can't even do that. I can't do any of that. I get that. I I, I and, and I completely get that, and I especially get it for you. I don't get it for me because I am not a very independent person. And uh, to me, the thought of being waited on um, it does not bother me <laughs> at all. Uh, I get that. But, you know, we're different. We're different people. And, and well, being waited on and having to be waited on completely different. Um, uh, is, is it nice? Is it nice okay. to be on, on the couch and getting served dinner? Sure. But when it's like, hey, can you get like, can you get my pain medicine or something? It's like things that I could. Uh, it, uh, okay. It's tough. I will. I, I think I can share kind of an example and maybe we can kind of make those connections. Okay. Um, so let's do that after the break. Sounds good. We'll be right back. There are three things that I hate in life. Taxes, nausea, and booking vacations. The first two I'm stuck with, but for the third, I use Sandpiper Vacations. Sandpiper Vacations is a small business that is LGBTQ plus owned and operated with travel advisors all over the country. Whether it's a cruise, a trip to a theme park, or an all-inclusive resort, Sandpiper has you covered. Oh, and I forgot to mention, it's free. Why book a vacation when you can have someone else do it for you? That's like choosing to take the stairs in a building that has an elevator. Leave the headaches of booking a vacation to someone else. Get your quote today at www.sandpipervacations.com and tell them that the No New Friends podcast sent you. Psst. Hey, you. You want to join a cult? Well, this might be your lucky day. For just $2 a month and a simple blood oath, you can join our clubhouse and become a friend with benefits. In addition to the amazing feeling of donating to the poor, you will have access to Patreon-exclusive content, live shows, and maybe even a behind-the-scenes look at my secrets. To get started, head on over to nonewfriendspodcast.com and hit join our clubhouse. Can't wait to see you at the initiation ceremony. Oh, and in the chat during our live shows, of course. really enjoyed those uh those commercials like i always say we work very hard scott works very hard on them i don't know maybe i was in one of them uh well you did the sandpiper one so that one's all you yep yep and then the other one's me so please compliment us on them and if you didn't hear them hit that rewind button and listen to them i'll wait (laughs) all right so scott you you were you were gonna bring up a point that we could talk about yeah so you know, there, there's a lot about my past that I, I that I haven't shared um, mm-hmm. bits and pieces here and there, um, but not so much on our show. Now, if you went to if you listen to the Father's Day episode of uh, uh, Keeping the Towel with Aunt Boogie mm-hmm. that I appeared on there, there I, I revealed a lot there. But um, we make jokes about how, you know, live in this mansion and my wife is rich mm-hmm. and all of that is true. Um, but it wasn't always like that at all. Right. <clears throat> Excuse me. Sorry. Um, 
and I, I, I remember, and this is going to be like a real weak comparison, but um, it's the only thing that I can kind of compare. Finances for me were never good. My credit was mm. sh- shit. Uh, my finances were shit. And, you know, I was in uh, not the best relationships. Mm-hmm. And I remember um, ending my relationship with Abby's mom. And this was the first of two times. Uh, first of three times, sorry. And my mom and my sister were like, well, why don't you come up to New York? My mom was going up to New York. Like, why don't you come up to New York? And I'm like, I have, I'm broke. I, I'm like beyond broke. I have negative $35 in my account. And I don't get paid for another four days. Um, like when people say that they're broke and, and it, it's just, they don't have money to spend. Right. I literally had nothing. You know, we would, if you go to Walgreens, you could write a check for 25. Oh, Chris, a check is something that we <laughs> used to use as a form of uh, non-cash currency. I'll have to look that up. <laughs> yeah. So at, it's like cryptocurrency. Uh, no, it was more, it was connected uh, to your bank account, but uh, oh. so I would, you could, you could go to Walgreens and you could write a check for $25 more than what your bill was. So we had it timed out. We knew when Walgreens deposited their checks. So, oh my God. yeah. So we'd buy groceries. Okay. And then we'd, we'd pay for it with a check and we'd write it for $25 more so that we had enough for gas and cigarettes to get us through the next couple of days. So wow. this was my life for several years. I mean, it was, it was, Jeez. Not great, but I, I, this New York trip, because they, they wanted me to go on it because I, you know, had my heart broken and I was like, well, I don't have any money. And they're like, well, you know, we, we'll help you out. They didn't realize that when I said I didn't have any money, I did not have any money. Right. So, you know, we're going to the Statue of Liberty. I'm like, Hey, I need you guys to pay. We're doing the airline ticket, you know, everything. So like, I can kind of get like, that was very difficult. I guess like that for me is equivalent to someone having to come over to help take care of me walking. You feel like a it. burden. Yeah. Yeah. Like you feel like a burden. For yeah. sure. Yeah. And, and and that was for several years where I felt right. like a burden. I felt like um the black sheep, if you will, because a lot of the yours was not self-inflicted. Whereas like right. some of this for me was self-inflicted by based on the mm-hmm. decisions that I had made. Um, but what, but, but, but again, so that's the only comparison I I can make, but again, I knew that I would wake up every day. Well, I assumed I'd wake up every day and I had things to look forward to and things that I knew were positives in my life. And so it was not a, it was a dark time, but like, I guess the dark for me is more like dusk. Or, right, or maybe right. dawn, because yeah. dawn is probably a better instead of the middle of the night. Yeah, and that was a um, that's a good that's a good way to look at. It. I, I totally understand what you're saying. And um, when I first got this injury, I wasn't I wasn't really depressed about it. I was like, I will get better. I will have the surgery. I will get better. But going through it was very hard. And then when it 
tour again and thinking that I was going to have to do that, I didn't feel like there was anything good coming. I feel like I was in this endless cycle. Mm -hmm. And again, it really goes back to just me, um, me potentially missing out on my, my best friend's wedding, not being able to be there. And that's I mean, a big wedding, part of it. I completely I, like, get that. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's really what made me the most upset. Like when I, when I went to the doctors today and he said, we're going to put you in a cast for three weeks and we'll check it out in three weeks and it, it should heal. If it doesn't heal, we can always go in and operate. I wasn't even worried. Cause like, you know what? Three weeks from now I will, the wedding, the wedding will be over. And if I need surgery, I need surgery. But now I do not need to have that difficult phone call. Be like, Hey man, I'm not going to be able to make it to your wedding. Right. Like, that's just like, it, it's, it's, that was everything, uh, for me when that, when that happened, that was the first thing I thought of. So, um, uh, but just going back to what you said about just, uh, being a burden and it's like that on top of everything. So it was just a bunch of these little things adding up, you know, over time. I hate asking people for help. I try to be independent and me trying to be a little bit more independent, hopping to my seat as small as it was, I, I trip and fall mm -hmm. freak accident. But it's like, you get that freedom and you get, and you're like, okay, I don't, I don't need to ask this person for that. I don't need to ask them to help me to my seat. I don't need to. And then something like that happens. It's just like, now I'm back to square one. And now I'm back to being a bigger burden than I was, you know, five minutes right. ago. Horrible, horrible feeling. Um, that being said, um, that's a, a little bit of my anxiety overthinking things. Mm -hmm. I don't, I'm not a doctor. I'm not an orthopedic surgeon. I, I assumed I tore it. That was it. I need surgery again. And me overthinking led to the, the depression I was, I was having. I go to the doctors today and he's like, no, no, we're just going to put you in a cast. No surgery needed. Unless you're, he's, he was, unless you're, you're a professional athlete or a D1 athlete, I, you know, you're not going to need surgery. And I'm like, well, far from that, sir. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, and, and that, that's the thing is, uh, overthinking leads to crazy things, uh, like depression and like anxiety. And, um, and that, that's something that someone who, I mean, you can overthink all you want. You've been an overthinker, but overthinking with anxiety is like. Is like a, I can't even put it, have a good description of what it is. It, it, it's, it's like Superman's kryptonite. Uh, mm -hmm. you know, you have anxiety and then you, and you overthink. It's like everything's killing you and, and everything is, you know, going to be your, your last meal or the, it's just like, it's horrible. That's why if you are listening to this and you do suffer from anxiety, you should seek a therapist and you should seek a psychologist like i did um psychiatrist psychiatrist, psychiatrist gives you the medicine no, psychologist no. is the one that talks to you yeah psychiatrist uh the one that treats with medicine because you are sick you have a disease you have a disorder it is not something that deep breaths are going to help permanently <laughs> deep breaths will help temporarily but do you <laughs> trust me deep breaths because then you then you hold your breath and you feel your heart pounding and it makes you worry more <laughs> deep the beat take it from me the deep breaths do not work permanently so and and <laughs> here's some here's a, another thing that i struggled with mm -hmm. to emily's point and and you know i had i had information that you didn't have you know she had she had messaged me mm -hmm. um and that was her story to tell you that she had messaged me, not mine. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, and 
I know how important Wednesdays are to you. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and and this is not from a selfish place. I, I promise you, this is from a. I think you being here would help you, but I couldn't tell you that. No, no, I, no, I couldn't but, tell you that. But I get it. But I, I, I definitely get it, and I can assure you that if you did say something like that, I would not have taken offense. So we're 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 very close, you and me. And you could never really, you could never say anything that would offend me mm-hmm. in regards to stuff like this, because I know that you're coming from a good place, and I, I know that. And I get that, but my firsthand experience with anxiety, depression, bipolar, and I know they're all different. Every, everybody's different and every story is different and every condition is different is uh, the way that the therapist described it to me is when, um, someone is in a depressive episode, they are incapable of certain rational and responsible thought. And that's not necessarily the same for everybody, but in in the case that I dealt with firsthand, Mm -hmm. that was the case. Meaning, I I will not be going to work because I don't care. I'm just going to lay in bed. I don't care if you go to work because I don't care about the bills because I'm just going to lay in bed. So, I didn't know if uh, uh, approaching you with the, hey, not for my benefit, but I think you should be here just... Because I think I, I know how much you enjoy Wednesdays, and I know how how that helps kind of get you out of whatever space you're in. Right. I didn't know if that would be perceived as the uh, the Chris that's not going through a- a- any anxiety or depression at the moment, or the Chris that is, and how that would that would how that would go. Because yeah, I, I get that. This was really my first exposure to what you're going through and in real time. Yeah. You know, because like afterwards you'd be like, Hey, I was in a really dark place. I really needed that. Well, I didn't know. I didn't know that you were in a dark place. Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't know until after the fact, this was the first real time example that I had. Yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, it was an overreaction, but that's part of what, uh, depression is just overreactions about everything. And w- with my depression, and, and, and I, Chris, I knew that, but I can't, I can't tell you no, that. You can't. No, because that won't change. That's like anything. telling a woman telling to calm down. And, it, <laughs> like it's not going to go change well. anything because even when they know they need to calm down, they don't want to anymore. Because right. I just told them to. <laughs> exactly. And, and, um, the, my depression, yes. Uh, irrational thinking to an extent is what depression is, but different for everyone. Yes. I would never not do something that would, uh, not benefit me. Like I always think, even when I'm super depressed, um, you could listen, you can relate to this when you're very drunk, right? Do you ever do something that you're like future me is going to thank me for doing this? Like maybe drink an extra bottle of water or maybe, maybe drink oh, like take, a taking the, IV. taking the ibuprofen before I go to bed. Yeah. See, and like, you don't want to, but you're like future me will thank right. me for this. Mm-hmm. Like you don't care in that moment. You're, you're, you're drunk. You don't care about taking ibuprofen. That moment. You, have a, you don't have a worry in the world, but you know that future you say like rational thinking you will thank you for that. And when I'm depressed, that's how I think with important things with um, like, I got to pay. Like you were saying, like, I, I, I have to go to work. I have to do this because someone's depending on me and future me is going to hate me. If, if I burn this bridge, future me is going to hate me if I miss this payment. So the irrational thinking that I go through is more like, uh, 
laying around, not doing anything productive on a personal level. Uh, a lot of just like looking at the glass half empty and, and being a realist, but being a realist like in a really dark way instead of a really positive way. Like a realist meaning like this is my situation right now. This sucks. Instead of a realist thinking this is my situation, but it won't be in two months from right. now. It, 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 it's, it's interesting. You okay? It, it's very, yeah, yeah, no, I was reading a, oh, okay. a message. It's very interesting. It's very interesting that, that, that everybody uh, has different ways of being affected by it. And mm-hmm. that's why I think conversation like this is so important is because my situation is not exactly like situations that you've been in, uh, been a part of. Right. Very different matter of fact. And, uh, and that's why like I encourage people at home, like the people that are closest to you, your family members, your friends that do suffer from anxiety and depression have conversation like this. So you can get a better understanding, a better understanding about them. So they do feel comfortable sending that text message. They do feel comfortable saying what they think they should say, but maybe they shouldn't say, and then they'll know what not to say or what, what to say. Like if you, if you texted me the other day, Scott, and you're like, um, Hey, you know, this sucks, but you know, you'll be fine one day or like something like that. Yeah. It's like, it's not stuff you want to hear. But you just initiating, hey, how are you today? That's I'll, I'll I'll be straight up with you, and I think I have told you, like, hey, not not great today, but this, you know, and no, that's if I know, get that, a text message back. So exactly, <laughs> I. I <laughs> but like that's that like if you're not sure what or how to text someone dealing with anxiety or depression, just ask them how they're doing. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I know I do have a friend that is suffering from anxiety pretty bad on a uh, off on and off again basis and i i'll just check into them time to time and uh i it it helps them just knowing that somebody is like checking in and hey you're not alone i was there and i i came out on the other side of it like it's possible um so yeah it's just these conversations are so so important and thank you for having this conversation with me scott because i know it's not something that you really wanted to do per se for the podcast, but just for, for both for the podcast and yourself. And I appreciate that. Well, no, I, I appreciate your constant transparency uh, and, and, and your willingness to share and um, your willingness to joke about it when it's appropriate. Yeah. And then, uh, and, and you know, that's what I love about, about our group is we have shared some things amongst the four of us or five of us that we don't talk about on air different different yeah. things over the last mm. two years and because we know yep. what's appropriate or, or when it's appropriate you know yes. uh we waited what a couple weeks before we talked about my cat you know and mm-hmm. and it we, you know yeah. it's it's a matter of when it's appropriate and all that and i think we kind of know that now celebrity deaths it's instantaneous we're gonna, instant. we're gonna yep. but instant. um i i just appreciate you sharing and i appreciate when it's appropriate, you making comedy out of it because hashtag content, you know how important that course, is to me. But, of course. Uh, and, and I appreciate you being here. You're a high, you are a big reason why Wednesdays are such a highlight for me and so many others. Um, with what you do on Diz His, what you do here, what you do on After Dark. It's, um, I just, I love spending time with you. I love, uh, you know, I love, uh, I love when we are able to have those phone calls, even though they're supposed to only be five minutes and they go on for three hours, but uh, (laughs) (laughs) you know, I, I just, I appreciate you and I appreciate your friendship and uh, thank you for being open and uh, with me about how to act during, uh, during these times, because 
I don't, you know, I don't know. And thank you for not judging me for not knowing how to act. Uh, well, uh, everything you said, the feeling is, uh, completely mutual. I, I, I covet our friendship. I really do. And these Wednesday nights, I, I, I like, even when, even when I'm super depressed and don't realize it, I, I, I'm glad that I come around and I do realize how much I need these Wednesday nights. I need these couple hours talking with you. You know what I mean? I, I, I just, I need these couple hours of just us entertaining people, making people laugh. And then, uh, nights like this one, we're making people just understand not even me a little better, but people who are like me a little better. And then people that are, who are like you a little better that don't understand this stuff. Cause there's so many people out there who don't understand and don't know how to approach things. And then, and they just, and they're, they're standoffish mm -hmm. and they won't reach out to someone and they won't ask someone how they're feeling because they're too afraid to, or they're too uncomfortable. And then sometimes it. it makes it worse. Or they think it'll make it worse. Oh, yeah. yeah or like that, 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 you know what I mean? It's well, like, not, it's not like, reaching out sometimes makes oh, it worse is what right. I'm saying. Yep, exactly. And then, yeah, because you think you're going to make it worse. Right. And then it, is, it, it makes it worse by not saying anything. Exactly. Saying, it's, it's just something just coming from somebody who uh, suffers from this. Something is better than nothing. And uh, just be generic. How are you? Make them feel like they are cared about. That's really what it comes down to. As the great Chuck LaFlange would say, you are loved. Yes, you are loved. That's perfectly put. Yeah. So on that note, I think I'll head over to summaries. How about that? Yeah, because I, I can't. Yeah, I can't have a better uh, ending than that. <laughs> uh, I I I don't have a whole lot uh, tonight. I'm impressed you have any. I'm impressed you have any. <laughs> it was just me and you. Um. All right. The theme of this episode is I don't understand mental health issues. Okay. Okay. But in fairness, I don't understand a lot of things like dieting, knowing my limits when drinking <laughs> and what flicking the bean means. <laughs> um, Chris, you mentioned that you, uh, that, that you got a peg leg. Um, you're, you are one eye injury away from picking up a shift at long John silvers. <laughs> I was, I was not, <laughs> I was not expecting that. I was expecting a, a gay show. <laughs> uh, I was expecting a Nick from Sandpiper. <laughs> Real quick, just out of curiosity, can we rename your dog to Tripwire? Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! And lastly. <laughs> So, uh, Chris's doctor said, well, you know, if, as long as you're not a pro athlete or a division one athlete, uh, look by the end of this whole thing, when Chris can finally walk, we'll be lucky if he's not in a double D bra. <laughs> and I couldn't, <laughs> those are my summaries. As soon as I said what the doctor said to me, I saw you typing away. I was like, "Oh God!" <laughs> so in a hole. The doctor couldn't. I, it was. It looked like it was even hard for the doctor, like, like get through that sentence without laughing, <laughs> like breaking a breaking a straight face. Like he looked at me and was like, "You could tell he was kidding, but he didn't want to be mean." Uh huh. Yeah. That one. Uh, that one was a tough because. I, I didn't want to sit here and be typing during this episode, but when I heard that, I just put D1 athlete, double D bra. <laughs> the rest of it was okay. I'm just going to wing it in the moment. Just, it, they just write themselves. They just write themselves. <laughs> well, <laughs> like we just said, uh, at, at a very, uh, in a very long way, uh, 
really, really appreciate uh, these conversations we have, Scott. And we have these conversations off air. We have, we have, you know, we have these important conversations texting or on the phone, and we talk about real life stuff. It's very important that we have these conversations on air too, um, because there's people out there who uh, won't check in on a friend that's depressed, that won't check in on a friend that suffers from anxiety, because they don't even know that they should. Um, so if you're listening to this. And uh, you even suspect that you have uh, a loved one, a close friend that is uh, suffering from some sort of mental disorder. Don't tell them to get help. Don't tell them, hey, you should see a therapist. Just ask them how they're doing. Uh, and send that text every morning like Scott does. Say, how, are, how just check it in. How are you doing today? And they will open up to you. I promise you that. Because once they know that someone cares about them, uh, that will mean the world to them. So please, if you could do one thing tomorrow reach out to somebody and just check in and say hey how are you doing today this is no new friends after dark on behalf of scott absent nick from sandpiper vacations i'm chris we'll see you next week see i don't know why i mess with four other people you and i can just do this by ourselves Uh, this was a good episode we don't need anybody else it's fine let's fire everyone they're all fired that's what we'll make some we'll make so much more money not paying them right instead of having to split it five ways (laughs) we just split it two that was that was great that was a that was a really good episode yeah No New Friends After Dark has been brought to you by Sandpiper Vacations. Sandpipervacations.com. Just check out our website, nonewfriendspodcast.com. Become a friend with benefits. Check out our sweet merch and so much more. This has been a No New Friends Entertainment LLC production.